So this morning, I want to bring our attention to the fact that our heart is constantly under attack by the different voices that will try and speak into our mind, enter into our heart, and control our heart. Okay, so every one of us got to be aware of heart attack. So once those thoughts from the enemy enters into our hearts, they have possession of our life. Okay, because we know out of the heart flows the issue of life. Once you get a heart, you got a person. So we have gone through the different voices that will speak to us. Uh, I'm going to go through them very quickly just so that we remind ourselves. You know, the voice of greed, right? The Word of God say the love of money is the root of all evil. So the voice of greed will work even in the life of Christians as we've seen in Ananias and Sapphira. Our emotional voices, right, because of relationship, because of hurts, because of other things that happen. So our emotions are, 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 in a way, uh, disturbed or controlled by those past experiences. So they speak to us. So sometimes because of those voices, we cannot make the right decision. We cannot make the wise decision because of relationship. We find it very difficult to, to go against them. We find it very difficult to speak truthfully. So we just go along with it, right? But we know that's not right. So emotional voices will control our mind, control our decision. The third voice is voice of immaturity. We learn that if we're immature, we bring in the values of the world. We bring in those uh, uh, things that we have learned from the Word into our Christian life so we cannot uh, receive the Word of God properly. Okay? So if you dishonor the voice that God is using to speak to your life, speak, speak into your life, then you cannot receive the Word of God because they are the ones who are entrusted with the secret things of God and to bring it to you. But you, if you take them for granted, you're not going to value what they say. You're not going to take it seriously. You can even come against them and think that, who are they to speak to me in such a way? And then spiritual pride, because we've been in church a long time. We've read the Bible. We know what it says. So sometimes it's so hard to receive new things. You know, when God speaks in a new way, we, we just... Uh, would not receive it because we thought we knew. Okay, and then we are preoccupied by needs that that take uh, uh, control of our hearts. So as a result, we we don't really listen to the word God. We hear what we want to hear because our needs are so desperate. We want to meet those needs, so we we distort the truth that comes into our heart. And then the religious, erroneous religious uh, thinking thought pattern. Ah, that is really dangerous. And that's why we tell people, oh, you know what I'm sharing with you, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. You see, because we understand religion can really bring about damage. Rather, not to religion, but religious, the, 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 the ease of the Pharisee, those top patterns. You know, if you don't have the right thinking pattern, it can really destroy 
lives. It can really affect uh, 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 the well-being, even of a nation, as we have heard last week. But the truth is, Christianity is a religion. Even though we, we try and tell people, you know, Christianity is not a religion. But the Bible says so. Okay, I want us to go back to James 1 verse 27. James 1 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So, we want a religion that is pure and faultless. Because there are so many religions in this world. But we want a religion that is pure and faultless. And this kind of religion is accepted by our Father. So I want to go through how do we define a religion that is pure and faultless. Okay, If you go back to the verses that we talked about last week, so I'm not going back to that. I'm just going to tell you. Okay, so we know that the religion that is pure and faultless, it brings freedom to you. Okay, it doesn't bring you into bondage because of uh, the, the word. How can a religion bring us freedom? How can Christianity bring us freedom? Because it helps us to see who we really are and help us to see who we are in God. Okay, and, and so the religion that brings freedom every week, it will speak to our hearts. It helps us to see our hearts. It helps us to see who we really are. But not to condemn us, but rather to give us the word so that we can lay hold of the word and, and begin to work at it. Apply the word into our life. And then that brings freedom. Okay, because the truth set us free. And then true religion fills your heart with love. It talks about taking care of the orphans and, and the widows. Why? Because a religion, true religion is not legalistic. You know, it's like this, it's like this, it's like this, it's like this. No, it, it's compassionate. It fills your heart with love. So you, you're dealing with life. You're dealing with people's future. So it's, it's not like, you know, okay, the rule says this, the law says this. No. The law may say this, but a God, our God is a compassionate, is a merciful God. You know, He cares about our future. So true, com- true religion will touch our hearts. We're not just performing a duty. We're not just coming to church. We don't care about anything. We don't care about other people. It, it touches your heart. You care. You care about things. You care about people. You care about your environment. You care about surrounding. You care. True religion... We don't seek after blessing. But blessing chase after us when we obey the word of God. Do you, do you understand the difference? Every religion seeks after blessing. But true religion, you know, we seek to obey God and the blessing. In fact, in, in this portion of scripture that we read last week, you will be blessed as you obey the word. Right? Still remember? Okay, so we, we, we choose to obey. So just now, uh, our sister shared about tithing. 
We obey the word and the blessing follow us. Right? So that's, that's the, 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 how we, we seek after God. Through religion, it helps us not to be polluted by the world. We live above the standard, the philosophy of the world. Okay, we do not base our life by sight, by what we see. We do not base our life on human rational. Okay, uh, so this is what the world bases system on. But we base our life on God, God's revelation, because it's a higher wisdom, it's a higher dimension. Right? So it helps us to live above all these things which seems to be so real. And, and so true. Okay, so that's where we end last week. Okay, but this week we are talking about our hearts are constantly under attack because there are so many voices speaking. And, and if we cannot discern those voices, the nature of those voices, we will be deceived. So we need to discern, to be able to discern what are these voices. Oh, this is immaturity. That's why, you know, I talk like that. Or that's why that person talk like that. Or that is because, you know, it's a religious, the ease of the Pharisee. Even though the, what they say has some spiritual element, there are some truth in it from the Bible. But it's not right. Because we look at the perfect law of God. The complete law of God. We don't just look at one section and then and then get all twisted in, in our interpretation. Right? So we're able to discern. So that's why I say take the word review. Go back. Begin to look at what happened. Begin to look at the incidences in your life. And begin to use the word to evaluate and see what happened. What voices were speaking to you. Was it God? Was it really God? Or was it some other voices? And behind it we know Satan is trying to get into our hearts. Okay, so this is how we can purify our hearts because it's constantly under attack and it's being polluted. So this is how we purify our heart. And it's so important that our heart is pure. Matthew 5 verse 8 tells us this. Matthew 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. In other words, if our heart are not pure, we can't see God. We can't hear God. We don't know, you know, we can't discern what He's saying to us because our heart is not pure. That's why Jesus said to the, this generation, He said this is an evil and adulterous generation. You know, they want God, but then they want this world. So they are divided in their loyalty, uh, in their commitment. That's why they can't hear what God is saying. But the pure in heart, they will see God. So every one of us, our hearts are not totally pure. Okay, We need to be cleansed. We need to search our heart. We need to be purer and purer. As the Word of God reveals, as the Spirit of God speaks to us, because we don't even know our problem. We don't even know how polluted at times our hearts are, because those things are so deceptive. They sound so good. They sound so right. Okay, so we need the revelation of the Holy Spirit to, to help us so that we can cleanse our heart, so that we can see God. Okay, but we understand 
one problem is that is this when things happen you know the attack comes to my mind that part i have no control over there will be different kinds of thoughts that flies through my mind okay my reaction i didn't think about it i just react in this way when certain thing happen okay so i have no control immediately over what thoughts come to me they just keep flying the enemies keep throwing them uh, at me right my experience in the past triggers you know my thought pattern so those i have no control over but what i need to control is i need to filter the thoughts that has come okay i need to filter the thoughts that has come i do not entertain the thought that is not from god right that i can do right the initial thought that comes i have no control over some of these thoughts that come to us is also affected determined by our temperament okay some of you you're thinkers so you it's not just natural you think a lot right uh, and and or you react in a certain way you know there are people who are so how should i say they can't control themselves they just react you know they and then then and then they are uh, impulsive immediately they want to go and go and sort out the situation but at those times you know their thoughts are not not sound they are affected by the emotion they are affected by the past experience and so on so their thoughts are not sound and that's why a lot of time they get into big trouble you know there are times when i do that i also get into the wrong uh, wrong uh, uh, decision or wrong uh, mindset okay because because we didn't really sit and and think through uh, where is this source of thoughts why am i thinking like this why am i react like this right we we are just all taken up by our emotion and so on so so remember the thoughts that comes that flies into our mind you have no control but from then on you do have control you need to filter the thoughts whatever is good you let it in whatever is not good you have to reject in reject it okay that is our responsibility so jesus used a word we 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 talk about this some time ago to the pharisee he say why do you entertain those evil thoughts in your mind they entertain it the thoughts came they have no control but they entertain it so as a result it produce the fruits ananias and sapphira is the same thing how is it that you allow satan to fill your mind so that now you deceive the holy spirit in other words Ananias and Sapphira thoughts came they have no control but they entertain it so Peter is asking how is it that you you allow you entertain those thoughts so that it controls your mind and and now what happened so we do need to take responsibility and control and filter the thoughts that comes to us Mark 7 verse 14 Mark 7 verse 14 and uh, 15 again jesus called the crowd to him and said listen to me everyone and understand this nothing outside a man can make him unclean 
by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. Verse 17. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciple asked him about this parable. Are you so dull? He asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach and then out of his body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on. What comes out of man is what makes him unclean. So Jesus used the opportunity to teach these people about the heart because the Pharisees are complaining and say, hey, your disciples, they don't clean their hand before they eat according to our custom. So, therefore they are unclean because they didn't, didn't clean their hand. So Jesus used this opportunity and say, what from outside cannot pollute what's inside unless it enters into the heart. Okay? Unless it enters into the heart. If it doesn't enter into the heart, it doesn't pollute the person. Okay? So Jesus is saying, hey, those thoughts that come, they are from outside. If they doesn't take residence in your heart, it doesn't pollute you because you have no control over those things. But what Jesus is also teaching us is this. You've got to filter those thoughts. Take in what is good. Pass out what is no good, right? Remember, you eat your food. You know, he say whatever is uh, uh, from outside goes in. They they get discharged, right? But in a mean in the process, you you draw in the nutrition. You take in what is good. What is not good, you pass it out. It doesn't pollute you. You know, it do you good. Okay. So the same thing with the word that we hear, right? When we listen to those words, we got to digest it, right? We've got to think through it. Is this word helping me or is this word destroying me? Whatever is not good, out it goes. You know, don't let it enter into your heart. Okay, so we have to protect our heart so that our heart is either purified or remain pure uh, because of the voices that wants to enter into our life. Okay, so the enemy is very quick. Okay, very quick to come into our mind. So we got to uh, be aware, be alert, so that we can reject those thoughts. That's why Jesus was very fast. When the enemy was under 10 minutes, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He was very fast. He can discern it. And immediately, he rejected it. It doesn't allow those thoughts to come in. Right? If he entertains them, I tell you, eventually, he will not go to the cross. Because he doesn't want to go to the cross. He doesn't want to suffer. But he wants to do the will of the Father. So he obey, he submit. Right? So Jesus very fast. He rejected. He filtered those thoughts. But Peter doesn't know. So Peter uh, uh, fall into that snare and trap. Because he doesn't know it's from Satan. And then let's look at the nature of an unclean heart. What is it like? The nature of unclean heart, what kind of things that will come out? Because Jesus said, out of the heart, you tell whether the heart is pure, whether the heart is clean. Okay, so we, we can know our heart. We do know our heart through the action. 
through the words we speak, through how we deal with things. We can. Okay, we are responsible for our hearts. So we have to protect our heart. That's, that's responsibility. Right? Uh, we can. We can know uh, the condition of our heart. Mark 7, 21-23. Mark 7, 21-23. For from within, out of man's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Yeah. So Jesus said, you can, you can know. Because when it's inside, remember I told you, when our heart is filled, it overflows, right? But if it's only filled with a little, sometimes you don't know. You can't detect it yet. But when it's filled to the limit, to the fullness, it will flow out. It definitely will flow out. You can tell. But the danger is certain things are probably embedded inside. Not too much, a little, but it's there. Okay? If we don't get rid of it, if we don't discern it, eventually it will grow. It will grow. It will grow until it becomes fullness. Okay? It's overflow and then it will show forth. So we got to knit it in a bed. Okay? Don't wait till well, it do damage and then we try and try and resolve the problem. Okay? When you know there's something there. Even though it's not troubling you at this moment, it doesn't mean that it's not going to trouble you. Right? You can keep control of it at, for the time being. But there come a day it will continue to grow and grow and it will burst forth. It, when it's ripe, the fruits will, will, will come forth. So Jesus helped us to see hey, the heart. The heart is so important. The heart can be so evil. The heart can be uh, uh, good. You know, but be careful because the heart can do a lot of damage to us if we don't take care of it. Right? So he said, out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Okay, the hearts affect our moral. Uh, it, it can get into uh, the, the sexual immorality and, and that kind of sin. Okay, it can affect our integrity, theft, uh, greed, right? Uh, it can affect the words that we speak, envy, uh, slander, okay? And then it affects our ego, right? The, the arrogance that, that's in our heart, pride. Right. It can affect our emotion, murder. Right. It can affect our relationship. Right. Uh, 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 just now we talk about slandering and, and, and jealousy. And then it affects our decision making, folly. The hearts affect every area of our life. Right. So that's why we need to take note. You need to protect. So s- sometimes uh, we, I have members who come to me and say, Pastor, we should talk about marriage lah. Because for a long time, our church, we didn't talk about marriage. You know, I know in our midst, there, there are a lot of uh, families, they have these needs, their problem. Okay, we can talk about marriage because that's only one area. But when you talk about a root of the problem, you talk about a heart. If you listen, if you deal with your heart, 
your marriage will get healed. Your problem relationship with people will, will resolve. Okay? So when we deal with the central, the center thing, rather than deal with a drug, uh, fornication, or this, or that, or that, all this other problem, there's no ends to it. But when you deal with the central, because out of your heart flows the issue of life. Right? When you allow the Word of God to deal with your heart, it deals with pride. So in a marital relationship, why is there argument? Why is there a problem that cannot be resolved? Because both think they are right. Both cannot stand down. So there's an argument. Both can't see their problem. But where is the problem? Where is the central issue of the problem? It's not those things that you quarrel over. It's the heart. It's the heart. See, so, so the heart is so important. It, it, it affects every area of our lives. So that's why we need to deal with the heart. And when you apply this truth, it helps you in your relationship, in marriage, at work, with other people, with your environment, it affects everything. Right? But if you're not listening, then you say, oh, we didn't, we didn't talk about this. That's why there's so much problem. See, once the heart is single, pursuing after God, a lot of things will begin to fall into place in our life. Our relationship with people will fall into place. Because the love of God fills our hearts. Right? Our mindset. We're able to listen to others rather than insisting in our own way. Okay? So that's why we don't allow those thoughts, those voices that is not from God to, to stay in our hearts, to enter into our hearts and begin to control our, 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 our heart and our life. We've got to filter them. That's why Jesus is saying, if it doesn't get in, it will not pollute you. But how does, how does the enemy get us to, to focus on those things? One way is because we also have, the weak, have weakness. Okay, so his voice appealed to us. We are attracted. That's why he came to Jesus. He said, hey, I can offer you the kingdom, the glory of the kingdom of this world. But Jesus didn't have that problem because he was so single-hearted. So Jesus said, no. But if we have that problem, Ananias and Sapphira have that problem. So Ananias and Sapphira begin to entertain and never get caught. Do you, do you understand? Okay, that's one way. The other way is, if he can't find entrance into your mind and heart, he will accuse you. You see, that thought came, it's not you, it's satanic. But he will accuse you, you see, you, you're Christian, you think like that, you see, you have evil thoughts in your heart, you're, you're, you're no good. So we begin to be drawn by the accusation and we begin to say, oh, no, you know, I have this thought, I've got to deal with it, you know. So we begin to focus on this thought. 
Because we thought this is our problem. We thought, you know, how come, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm not supposed to think like this. And yet, it comes. We don't discern that, hey, this is Satan trying to get in. Because he can't get in, now he's accusing you so that you begin to deal with it. You begin to focus on the problem, on it, rather than on God. Because all the while you're focusing on God and Satan come. And now you begin to focus on this so-called problem. And therefore, eventually, the more you focus, the more it gets worse. So we have to shift back to Jesus. Focus on God. Right? So two ways, opposite way, right? Of trying to get into our, our heart. Times is up, but almost up. But let me just go to the... Wow, this is a long... Okay, the nature of a pure heart. The nature of or the works of a, of a pure heart. We talk about evil heart. Jesus talked about evil heart. But what about our heart? You know, how can we keep our heart pure? You know, what are the, 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 the things that, that tells us that this is pure? Okay, I'm, I'm going to look at this portion of scripture from the point of protecting our heart. From the perspective of protecting our heart. You know, how do we protect our heart? We filter the thoughts that come in. If it's not right, we reject it. Okay? So now I need to discern how. How to discern what's coming. So I'm looking at this verse from this perspective. Right. Let's look at uh, James. James 3, 17 and 18. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Okay, so it talks about the wisdom from heaven. What has that to do with the heart? When our heart is filled with the Spirit of God, when our heart is filled with the mind of God, the Word of God, then we will have the wisdom from heaven. Okay? So it's a pure heart that is filled with the Spirit of God. So the first thing that the Bible talks about, if, it's, it's, if, if this is from heaven, is first of all pure. Pure. So we need to establish the motive of a person when they speak to us. Well, in, in, a, in a very, not, not normal conversation, but in, in a kind of situation that they are influencing us, they are trying to influence us. Okay, so we need to determine the motive. In our earlier teaching, we talk about the wisdom that is from the world is uh, selfish ambition, bitter envy and every evil kind of evil practice, right? That, that we talked uh, about in our earlier uh, session. So that is a wisdom that is from the world. But the wisdom that is from heaven is pure. Pure. So it tells us that when somebody is trying to influence you and trying to affect your mind and your heart, you've got to determine the motive of the person. Why they are talking to you. Is a person trying to build you up, edifying you, bring you to another level, or is the person have a selfish agenda? 
selfish ambition. They want to control you, influence you so that you become one of them. You join them. Not joining Jesus. You join them. You know, uh, so that you can do what they want you to do. Okay? If the heart is not pure, everything else is not right. Right? If their heart is not pure, what they listen to, you know is wrong. Their explanation, you know is not right. Because the heart is not pure. So when our heart is pure, we will share things, but we will even be prepared to suffer uh, sacrifice, uh, to suffer loss, to, 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 to uh, sacrifice for the common good. Okay? For the common good. Because I'm looking at the big picture. I'm not looking at my selfish ambition, my personal. I'm looking at the common good. So maybe what I'm sharing is true, but I'm willing to suffer. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to pay the price. Why? For the common good. But if my heart is not pure, I want revenge. I want justice. I want what is to be, quote, and unquote, my definition of being fair. Okay? That's what I want. So I want you to join me. I want you to stand with me to go against the other person. My selfish ambition. So, um, so we have to determine the motive. Right? Of course, you wouldn't know straight away, isn't it? You need to listen. And that's why you don't allow those things to go into your heart and so that you're personally caught up. Oh, you know, this thing is not right. How can the person do that to you? So you are personally caught up. Your heart is already entering. Now you've got to stay cool. You've got to be just listening. Just listening. Just digesting what is being said. What is the motive of the person? Right? If the motive is wrong, everything else is wrong. And then the second thing, a pure heart, a heart that is right, that is good, is peace-loving. Peace-loving. Okay, so a, a person whose heart is pure, they are peace-loving. They want to see unity. You know? They want to see harmony. This is, this is their heart's desire. When they talk to you, so when they have a problem, when they come to you, they are not after themselves, what they want. They are after the common good, right? Because they are after peace. They will want to resolve the problem. They are not here to win. Some people, they come to you, they tell you the problem. They are here to win. I'm right, the other person is wrong. I win, the other person rules. You know, but, but a person with a pure heart, they come for peace. They come to settle the problem. That's a word of difference. Right? So when you listen, what do they want? Do they want peace? Or are they there for their personal agenda? We've got to discern. Okay, so a peace-loving person, they will come. They want to settle problems. They're not here to win. You know, whether they are right, whether they are wrong, it's immaterial. Right? They want to settle problem. So they are open. They are humble. They are teachable. The attitude is, is, is right. But a person will come to win. 
who come to settle an issue, they come with anger, they come because they are right. So these type of people, you cannot listen to them because their interpretation of things will be twisted. Whereas a person who, who, come, who is peace-loving, when they come and share the problem, even though they know they are right, they share with an openness just in case I'm wrong. Do you understand? You don't come and, oh, because I'm right. Now you come, you know. We may make mistakes, right? So I may not be able to see my, my problem. I think this is what happened, this is, this is what is right, and I, I share. But I'm subjected to correction. I'm open to correction. Even though I feel I'm right. But you see the other type of person? They come, they come with anger, they come with self-righteousness, they come with a sense of, you know, justice must be, you know, and, and so on. And, and you see the foul spirit that come forth. But a peace-loving person, they, they are open. Whether they are right or whether they are wrong. Okay? Uh, so the person who come not for peace, they are ruthless. They will attack they will slander. They will say things that kills because they are out to win. They are not out to settle problems. Have I talked about marriage? Relationship? Yes, I've talked about marriage relationship. Right? You know, it covers every area. So let's, let's look at our hearts so that we will not fall into the snare of the devil and entertain a lot of these demonic voices and, and we don't even know. We think we are so right. So let's stand to our feet this time.